The Kelly Hopkinsville UFO encounter is easily one of the most terrifying reports of interactions with extraterrestrial creatures. An entire family claimed to have had their home assaulted by three to four foot entities that resembled nothing from planet Earth. No photographic evidence was taken of the encounter, and so all that is left is the testimony of those who were involved in the case. While most encounters with UFOs and their supposed pilots are often brief and leave the participants with nothing in the way of definitive physical evidence of their encounter, there is one piece of little-known photographic evidence that has yet to be disproven. On December 1st, 1987, Philip Spencer had the luck to capture, on film, a strange creature he said approached him during his morning walk to another nearby village in Yorkshire, England. The photo would go on to be analyzed and poured over by experts who were unable to definitively state if this was some type of hoax or if it was actual evidence of an extraterrestrial encounter. This case file joined the theorists as they stumble through the fog to find little green men in the Ilkley Moor UFO encounter. Welcome to Case Alien Theorist Theorizing Case File 246, Ickley Moore UFO Wrong. Incident. Wrong. It's close enough. You blew it. The what correct it? title of the case file is the Ickley Moop Incident. That's not even. The Ickley that's Moop. way. Ickley Moop. <laughs> Ickley Moop Incident. That was worse Anyways. than Moop. The correct answer is Moops. I'm Braden. I'm Zell. I'm Dan. And I'm Andrew. Uh, to lead off the show here, Dan was, he went on, you know, one of his rants. We were talking oh, about one of his pre-show pre uh, rants. Oh. Uh, so Dan's going to give a little disclaimer uh, for everyone here before we start. Go ahead, Dan. I'm, I was just saying that if you want me to pronounce the names of your towns in certain regions, spell them correctly. <laughs> if you want them pronounced <laughs> that way, you should probably change their spelling. Well, let me, let's just say Dan's disclosure here was much nicer than it was five minutes ago because anyone that doesn't like how I pronounce things today can fuck right off. <laughs> yeah, it was closer to an Alex Jones rant than... Yorkshire pudding, who gives a shit? <laughs> trying to keep PG for the kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is a kid-friendly show. Now, God damn well, it, Zell. <laughs> kids should not be listening to the show. <laughs> Choke me, Zell. <laughs> hey, he's going bankrupt. That dude is, and his parent company is going. How? Bankrupt. Yeah. How can somebody that hilarious go bankrupt? Oh wait, yeah. I'm sorry. No, he's he's bank. He's declaring bankruptcy. His parent company is declaring bankruptcy, and he's choosing to sue his parent company. It's interesting. You know what? It's it's fun. It's it's terrible nowadays that a comedian can't even get by making jokes without getting roasted. It's a funny right? guy. <laughs> right? He's just trying to. He's just take it, <laughs> you take Alex Jones for what he is. He's a comedian. That's what he is. <laughs> And what uh, he does is hilarious. The only guy with higher blood pressure than John Claude Van Danigan. <laughs> only guy. Yeah. This, this is true. Uh, so it's testosterone um, supplements. Boys, I want to tell you really quick now. Um, you probably noticed my fishing hat. 
party in the front, party oh, in the back. Fuck, what, can you it's find it on party. the fucking yeah. merch store? Like enough. <laughs> no, right? you can't. enough. You can't. Heard enough. Uh, <laughs> fuck. Um, I'm uh, somewhat of an angler now. I've oh, caught my great. biggest fish uh, I've ever caught yesterday. The we old, talking about uh, plenty of fish wins here or what? <laughs> no. 21 okay. uh, pounder salmon. No big deal. It's just me, me in the ocean. <laughs> Brain, brain's I was still out, out there. there searching for the best of both worlds. <laughs> yeah. Well, I found it yesterday. This is easy. So, May have won a fishing derby. The story took a weird turn. You, wait, wait, you may have won a fishing derby, but you have no yes. idea. I was first place, but I had to leave before it was over. I just catch fish and bounce. <laughs> what I do now? I roll in, see if I want to do a derby, catch the winner. Peace out. You're so sure that you win, you just leave. Yeah, yeah. I'm a, I'm Chad Angler, man. man. He just walks in yeah, there, Chad. catches biggest fish, leaves. <laughs> Chad <doesn't explain>. Angler. <laughs> um, no, it's pretty fun. It was good. Uh, nice uh, the West Coast, but I, I kind of brought that story because I was talking to a uh, talking to an older fellow out there who was telling me a UFO encounter he had in Burnaby, ooh. and he was talking about how lots of people uh, see lights over the West Coast. So we went out late in the evening. You know, stars were all out. Beautiful night. And, you know, we're seeing the typical satellites, 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 right? Everywhere going on. And uh, I see this one, what I thought was a satellite. Someone points out, it goes, there's a satellite. And it's going a little bit slower. And then it like U's off. Woo! Just a big U and just fades away. And I was like, well, that was weird. And everyone there was like, that. everyone was, everyone up was, we were all like looking at each other. We're like, everyone see that? They're like that, that was weird. Then... One other weird thing happened. We're sitting there. We're all looking, same thing, eyes on the skies. And uh, we were out there looking for like an hour. Shooting star. Amazing. If if you, It's been a while since you've been out there and just sat on a night, beautiful starry night away from some light pollution. Get out and do it. You're missing out. Within an hour, shooting stars or satellites, like all sorts of stuff going on. There was like a bright flash just whoosh, in one spot of the sky that looked like, uh, it looked like someone turned a flashlight on, but from space. It was like, Flash and then off. And I was like, what was that? Never seen that before. So I don't know. The over octopieces overlords are on their way and they just sure. eradicated another star. <laughs> so that's all I could figure. All right. That makes sense. Checks out. That's cool though. It's always cool. Like I've, I haven't seen, I've seen the ISS dock with the shuttle and I thought it was yeah. aliens. Yeah. Turns out it wasn't, but. I got really excited there for a bit. <laughs> Still pretty cool. Yep. I know. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. Anyone else on the West Coast was uh, looking at uh, stars and saw a satellite pull a U-turn and fade away. Mm-hmm. Let me know what that was. Um, this case file, we're heading across the pond back to England. I can't pronounce probably. I can I can I can get that one. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, full disclosure: I've never been on a moor. I've never walked on a moor. Um, I had to look up what a moor was. I don't ever really want to go to yeah, a moor after got this. The moops. Like, come yeah. on, I'm like moops. Uh, <laughs> there's What's a lot of weird shit that moops. happens out on the moor. Bubble boy. You guys are all wrong. You've all been on the moor. It's called the Blood Moor from Diablo Two. You slayed a lot of monsters on it. With the, yeah. <laughs> that makes me want to go less. <laughs> There's a bunch of monsters on the fucking moor. Because that's apparently where they all live, is on this, the moor. The Sounds great like thing about this elk, like I heard it a couple of times, and I'm, I'm, I might fuck it up, cause, but it's, it might Good still chance. be funny. But it was like, they say the Ickley moor 
is terrifying during the day. The stuff of nightmares during the day. And at night, well, it's let actually me, quite pleasant. Let me it's guess. even worse. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. The temperature is nice. It's just a little better, you know? Uh, it's just they use all these like terrible descriptor words for it during the day and then they sum yeah. it up with, and at night. You'll never, you'll never guess. It gets <laughs> you'll never worse. guess. Wait, yeah. It is so, yeah. When you can't see, surprise, surprise, it's even worse. <laughs> Uh, so on the morning mm. of December 1st Hold on. 19- So everyone oh. knows what a moor is It's like uncultivated land So in the, you yeah. know, it's like no. bushes You know it's It's, it's outdoors basically It's stuff that can't It's like a land that cannot really be farmed Like it's just kind of undeveloped like, Dude rocky, it's, it's literally not, British it's Columbia it's, it's where we live what? We live on a province wide moor well, so, Wait <laughs> It's not quite a forest But it's not quite a like a grassland It's somewhere it's the in bush. the middle Yeah yeah, it's the bush. It's, it's the bush. We're going to the fucking bush, boys. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's like, you know, kind of rolling hills. You got some big bushes, some trees and stuff. But it, yeah, it's not. It's rocks. Not, some it's rocks. Berries. Berries. Is there any berries? Boulderfield. Might be creeks. Berries. Uh, <laughs> so it's, uh, yeah, it's to paint you the picture, right? It's a, it's just a no man's land, really. Like, it's no, no buildings, no nothing. It's just, it's a moor. Now you know. Yep. So on December 1st, 1987, out on Ilkley Moor, you had retired London policeman Philip Spencer set out uh, for a nice morning walk. Now, Ilkley Moor, if you don't know where it is, it's situated uh, in Moorland uh, between... <laughs> t- <laughs> that's it's, a, that's it's a technical Moorland. Stupidest name. Uh, between uh. the towns of Ilkley and Cayley. I don't know. If it if that's wrong, somebody will fix it. I don't know. Somebody will <laughs> tell me it's wrong. And West Yorkshire. And somebody asked, somebody asked oh. us if we could do a Yorkshire accent. I cannot. <laughs> I wouldn't even know what that is. I, I kind of looked it up. Boy. Boy. Yeah. This is close enough. <laughs> I don't think Yo, that's wizard, right. Harry. <laughs> right. uh, um, so, uh, Philip Spencer uh, and his family had moved to Yorkshire to be closer to his wife's family after he had retired from being a, poli- <laughs> being a policeman <laughs> in the city of London. Um, and Ilkley Moor is already pretty well known in its own <clears throat> right before the events of December 1st, 1987. Um, it, it's an area that is a, a place of picturesque vistas and a, also a number of ancient carved boulders and stone circles and also yeah. natural rock formations. Which it's also if, home of Dan's favorite rock. Well, what? yeah, they're not <laughs> the fucking Swastika rock, right? Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Um, it also lies yeah, on a lay, it also lies on a ley line. Yeah. Oh, does yes. It? Um, How come? Yeah. You you bolded that and underlined it in the notes. So I just thought, I just I just think it's funny because they're like twice swastika. It's known for a number of ancient carved favorite rock. It's known for a number of ancient carved boulders, which is like which fucking more in the UK isn't known for carved boulders? Yeah. They're everywhere. Like yeah. <laughs> it's like you can trip over one just walking over these. Like they're everywhere. Um, but they do have um, some of the best known examples from Ilkley Moor are yes the the swastika one known as a swastika stone, um, yeah. and there's also a structure known as it's a, it's a round circle of stones known as the Twelve Apostles, and so uh, local folklore. Well, let's to let's this be area. clear here: this, that rock was named far before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm sure. Reich. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. It's, right. it's swastika in the design sense, not like the. Does that? The, hey, Dan. The, does that make you like it less now? <laughs> <laughs> but let's be clear: uh, the, 
the swastika rock doesn't, it's not even a swastika. No, hey, it, it's yeah, like, it's, it's like a, a weird. Well, it's a Buddhist, cross. right? It's the it's, and it was like, a good it was luck. A, well, it's just, it's just a stylized cross, kind of. It's just like a stylized four pointed object uh, design that's kind of on the. It's, like, it's carved. It's into like the rock. four blobs. It's not like yeah. right angle, like swastika. No. blobs. Yeah. Um, and so local folklore ascribes some of these formations to giants from the ancient past, which I think is most of the stories that you find out about moors and giant ro- rocks being moved to places. It's always giants did it. Well, it always seems yeah, to be the, the common explanation. This 50-ton rock or this 100-ton rock was moved from 400 miles away well before rollers, pulleys, or leverage, <laughs> everything. I'm like, giants. <laughs> So, um, so we got to get Hugh Newman. Uh, okay. <laughs> he's uh, the man. He's, he's the mega, he he's, founded megalithomania. Yep. The megalithoman. <laughs> uh, so the fog covered moors are no stranger to mysterious phenomenon. Uh, these moors are, are well known for in the mornings and the evenings. Like you have just like just soup of fog that comes onto them and you can't see, you know, yeah, your hand in front of your face, like these things. And I've I've never been in those conditions, and I can't imagine how terrifying that would I, be. Like it's, on Vancouver Island, I'll say like we get like in the in the fall, we get some nasty fog that'll roll up the inlet, and it's thick, and you're just like it's it's it it gives you that eerie like I'm in a horror movie vibe, where it's like you know you can't really see everything. It's like that morning mist. It's it's just it. Eerie is the right term for it. And this is a regular occurrence there, like a daily occurrence there. And that's why people say that it's so terrifying because you walk in there and it's like, it's like you've just been transported to the movie, The Mist. You're walking around, you're like, fuck, I can't really see anything. I can't see too far ahead of me. It's like, that's the weirdest feeling. Like I've only really had that on, like if you go snowboarding and you get up in the Alpine and it's a whiteout day and you get like vertigo because you're not, you have no idea this point you don't even barely if this like if it's not like a steep hill you don't even know which way's down anymore you can't you can if you put your hand out in front of you you can't see your hand It'd be yeah. like it's the weirdest weirdest well feeling. yeah and it's it's weird because like even i'll say like when people like you, when you're walking on the sidewalk and stuff like i i do some runs in the early fall and sometimes you'll be like on a run and the that fall will go roll away and you'll be you can't really see but you'll hear foot foot and you're like, I can hear someone. And then all of a sudden, they're just like right there. You're like, wow, they kind of get <laughs> freaked out by them, but you can hear them long. It's just a weird, eerie feeling. And this place is, you know, described as that. And not only that, but because of the daily occurrence of fog and stuff, people report seeing strange lights and apparitions in this fog all the time. This is like a, a well-known kind of phenomenon in this area is that there's these weird fog lights <laughs> that <laughs> pop up in the in the mist. Yeah, and these these are always usually attributed to um uh people kind of assume that these are optical illusions uh that are just interesting tricks of the light as the morning sun kind of comes through like the angle of the light. Venus, well, Gatorade, <laughs> swamp gas, exactly. mixes right in the morning first light, you know, it's a recipe. But it was Spencer's intention uh, this particular morning to take his camera with him out onto the moor and catch uh, some of this phenomenon on film. So as he uh, had planned a, a trip to on foot to his father-in-law's residence, he was going to walk over to the next village and go see his uh, father-in-law. So just going to casually strut through the moor. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And to well, make sure, well, to make sure that he didn't get lost, he did take uh, his trusty compass along to help him navigate the thick fog. And I guess, I guess, from like what I read, is he he could he could walk around and like take the roads, but it's twice as long. So he kind of like if he cuts this way direction through the moor, uh, he, he it actually cut some time. And he was like, oh, you know what? I want to go out, set the camera up. And see if I can, you know, he's obviously seen some of these lights before. And he's like, maybe if I set my camera up, you know, shutter speed, set a timer and stuff, maybe I can catch some uh, some of the lights in the fog. As some other f- photographers in the area have claimed to have done and got spirit orbs and, and stuff like that. So he was wanting to do the same. Yeah. And this is like, this is 1987. So that's basically like a fucking disposable oh. camera nowadays. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, he's... um. I, it's still, it still uh, baffles me that you can have as much fog as you did that you actually need a compass to navigate. I mean, I know how to use a compass. I've used compasses before, uh, but it's also just something that you, nowadays, it's kind of like you've got GPS and all this stuff that you would walk out and you'd be like, I got to take my compass with me so I don't get fucking lost. Like, oh, uh, it's nuts. Have That's you ever crazy. seen that? Have you ever seen that? There, there's that weird phenomenon where if you blindfold someone and send them to walk in a straight line, even on a field, they they will go straight for a while and then they will just start doing, doing circles, circles to the right, yeah. yeah, nonstop, right? So yeah. it's like you are we are pre-wired to get lost, <laughs> right? With no, <laughs> with no help, we will get lost. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's like it makes sense to me. Like I've been in the setting. woods and lost, and it's like if you can't see anything, if it, that fog's thick, <clears throat> to me that's just a good safety thing to have because you're like you are instantly going to get disoriented if you can't see. You have no landmarks. You're like walking. You're like I think. I should have passed this that stupid rock, but I don't see it. Where, where am I? Right? And then who knows how long that fog lasts? If it lasts for four hours, you're just walking around just in the in fog. Just in circles. Like, God yeah. damn it. <laughs> Which would be the worst time in the world. <laughs> so as Spencer walked along, searching these slopes for a good place to get his photos, he's noticed a figure seemingly crouched near some rocks ahead of him. Run. Now... Yeah. <laughs> 100%. What are you Absolutely. thinking? Uh, so, as Spencer describes it, the figure <clears throat> definitely didn't seem human. Uh, when he saw it, he described this this creature or this figure as being about four feet tall. Um, he was able to to distinguish that it had a, a certain greenish tint to its skin. Well, he like let's break that down a little bit. Like he's walking through this fog and he's going to take a picture like that from the account I read is he's taking pictures as he's walking and he's going to take a picture and in his peripherals, he sees that movement, right? Like we're, as humans, we're like that, that motion in your peripherals like gets your attention. So he looks and immediately you're standing there. You got to admit, all he's hearing right now is the wind, this thick fog and he's squinting and he sees what he thinks is a possible child standing just as still as him looking like facing him. Like that scenario already would be absolutely terrifying. I would run <laughs> instantly. <laughs> I'd be running. And then as he kind of is focusing hey, this, in. Hey, listen, this is a, this is a Shire of some sort, right? Yorkshire yeah. or whatever the fuck. This is a Hobbit. <laughs> Big fucking deal. They should be used to that shit by now, right? Yeah. Uh, hobbitses. So he, he, he does. He sees that it's, he's like, it starts to look greenish. It's, it's, uh, you know, he starts to see that it's got a, a big elongated head, some almond eyes. And it appears that as he's looking at this thing, it appears that it's like, 
you know, it wants him to stay away or it's giving him a warning. I don't know, flipping him the bird. That's double. I, I just imagine, yeah, I just. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fuck you. Hey, hey, buddy, fuck you, fuck you. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. How yeah. you doing? Keep it fucking moving, pal. Yeah. Don't come close. He's doing the eyes thing. Yeah, yeah the, the creature definitely seemed to acknowledge Spencer's presence. Like it seemed to actually be looking at him and making some sort of motion, which he interpreted to, to be something like stay away. Like it was either like pushing away or like waving at him to, to go away, something like that. So Spencer actually managed to get his camera up and take a photo of this little green man. And this photo would become the famous photo associated with this event. So if you look up, if you, if you like type it in, you Google it. Hashtag Ilkley, look it up. Yeah. Hashtag look it up. Ilkley Moore, uh, UFO sighting or alien Or sighting. head to our Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. We'll have the photo tagged uh, on our socials. Yes. So we will, yeah, we'll give you that. You, you'll see this, this photo of this creature that Spencer saw. So after Spencer snapped, managed to snap a photo, like just one, the the creature, he said, kind of scampered up over the, the rise on which it is. And if you look at it, like it, it's just about halfway up this this rise, like a, like a hill um, that he would have to go up. Like he had been walking up this hill or towards an up and over. And this, this creature is like just about halfway ahead of him. And he wouldn't be able to really catch it. Even if he like ran, he just would be able to just see it, uh, go over the rise. So, but, uh, well, and Spencer, I imagine to be it, like, honestly though, you also probably can't move that fast because of debris and stuff. It's not like you just get into a full right. sprint in the mist. It so is a pretty steep grade. Like you're, going you're up that probably, hill. you're probably also like, you know, bouncing around being pretty cautious. You're, so it's like you're, you're corpse hands sticking out from the ground that are trying to grab you and bring you under. <laughs> yeah. That's what yeah. I imagine. That too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you walk without rhythm, you want to track the worm. <laughs> um, so, uh, so Spencer decides, you know, as uh, not, not, not many people would probably do, but Spencer says he, he's going to pursue the creature and he went after it as uh, over the rise. So he it's made an idea, to, especially when you think it is making hands at you to stop. You should chase probably him follow down. into the spooky mist. <laughs> yeah. Good idea. Uh, and so when Spencer reached the top of that rise, um, he had actually lost sight of the creature, but uh, he was in time. He was in time to see what he described as a dome-shaped craft shoot vertically into the sky, faster than a, any aircraft that he could uh, think of at the time. And this, uh, he said that this craft accelerated so quickly that he was unable to catch a photo, even though he had the camera in his hands. You know, had already been taking photos before. He said this thing just like shot well, it's, up. It's not know. like he's running, looking through the viewfinder, right? So, like yeah. in his defense, he's he's running to try to catch up to this thing. Also trying to, you know, not trip and fall. He has the camera and it's like, as he, like by the descriptions that Philip Spencer gives, it's like, as he crests this hill, it's like, he's still kind of in pursuit. And if all of a sudden it's just whoosh, as fast as he kind of like realizes this thing's up and gone. So he's just standing there in amazement. Yeah. I mean, you can picture it like he just got to the top, you know, you're like, like be like hands on your knees, like sprinting up that, that rise, like that steep grade and just, and you know, that thing just launched up into the sky uh, yeah. and disappeared. Into and if the, it's anything like me, if it's, it was anything more than 15 steps, he's winded. <laughs> Especially up here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
But, you know, at a loss for what he has just witnessed, Spencer tried to get his bearings in order to try to continue to his father-in-law's village. So he turned to face what he was sure was the northerly direction in which he was. He was pretty familiar with this area. Like, he had had hiked this way before. He was familiar with it. But um, when Spencer consulted his compass to confirm his position, the compass was actually pointing south. So what he thought he, he... you know, to his knowledge, and you know, he like taking his bearings around, probably using landmarks and whatever. Like he's facing what he believes is north, but when he pulls out the compass, it's pointing the totally opposite direction. So he's going against the compass. Then he's right. He's going with his gut. Right. Well, you know, you know, he's done this. He claims to have done this walk a lot of times. So it's like, I mean, I'm. Some people just. I'll say this. Some people just have good sense of direction. They do, and some people don't. I have friends that, you know, they will hit a fork in a road and they have to go left to go home or right to go in the complete opposite direction from like home. And they go, well, it's 50, 50. I don't know what to do. And they'll turn right. Like they just have no zero sense <laughs> of like where they are. Right. And I, 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 you know, I know not to Brian. I got a pretty good sense of direction. Like I can, I, wait, wait, I'm wait, some, I'm this like, guy is a certified angler. He's an expert <laughs> compass user. He's got great directions. Fucking Jack of all trades over here. Jack of all trades, master of none. <laughs> What's the survivor man? Right. His name? Uh, I just talked about him the other Les day. Les Shroud? Yeah. 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 That's Braden. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'll take that. <laughs> uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> so, uh, until he gets hungry, it's game over. He loses all uh, sense of reason. Tree bark, dies of dysentery. <laughs> I'll have you know that some people were eating berries on this island. That sounds and dumb. I was like, and I was like, that sounds what, dumb. I was like, I'm not eating any. Turns out they were raspberries. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not eating these. Uh, so you could, wait. So, so you couldn't <laughs> tell the difference between raspberry and a p- other berry. All I so know, you're not Zell, shroud. <laughs> hey, Zell. All I know is I'm not eating berries in the woods. Raspberries, right? Sure. There's the, there's the picture of the alien on the live stream. Yeah, a little bit touched up, a little bit. Yeah. Uh, like the original photo is on the it, left it, there. Yeah. It's got a pretty deadly lean on, eh? Oh, yeah. And so, uh, also, it's it's worth noting that at the time, like Spencer had gone out uh, with the intention of taking photos in uh, what he knew, what he anticipated were going to be low light conditions. So he had in the film that he utilized was a special type. It was like a, a type specifically designed for low light conditions. It's weird. Like that's what he was gonna- His body position is fucking weird. <laughs> hey, like it looks like yeah, you yeah. guys ever see that video of Kyrie Irving like warming up where he's leaning and all those super weird angles like that. It looks like that just doesn't look like a natural angle at all. Right. It looks, it looks His really arms weird. look abnormally long. Yeah. It's like hunched yeah. over. Like it doesn't look like doesn't look like bipedal like locomotion is its its forte. Like it looks, it's got these huge. Maybe it's also, maybe it's got know? those caterpillar toes. <laughs> caterpillar, caterpillar toes. Uh, so going with his gut instinct, uh, Spencer kind of looks like the, it's got Ninja Turtle feet. Actually, it's like big okay. fat rather toes. than two big toes. Yeah. Uh, okay. Why yeah. are they? Always, here's my question: Why are they always fucking naked? Like I feel like that's not conducive. To well, they're not naked. They're, their skin is the suit. Yeah, well, that so which helps them survive on this atmosphere is the well. No, we've talked about it before that maybe that perhaps the little greys are nothing more than some sort of biomechanical, like an avatar or something. 
like an android, right? It's just like, a, a, like a bio. Yeah, like a drone. What if it's like uh, astral projection? That's the only way they can travel. But the only way to do it is they do it naked. Well, they have to like, but they physically can't. Yeah. Are you talking about? Oh, you mean like anything? a you mean like an avatar? Like they what actually they project physically, into though? the. They, they just beam them up. <laughs> right, they use their projection to lure them, and then the spaceship just beams them up. They never well, except there was a, the there was a real there was a craft there too. So that's what I mean. I would the say craft, a... they stay in the craft, they project down, so they lure them into the fucking craft, so the craft can beam them up. Mm, all right, maybe. Uh, Why so, wouldn't uh, they project some clothes on then? Because it's tr- they're trying to be seductive. They're like, hey, <laughs> trying to get you like, closer. See, you, bud? these you fucking like horny apes, they'll chase anything naked. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Uh, I mean, like in most cases, they're probably not wrong. (laughs) Some weird people out there. Catch Uh, me. (laughs) uh, So Spencer decided to go ahead and ignore the compass reading and set off in the direction which he he determined to be north. That that the path that he was familiar with, and he said, like, this is the north direction. I don't know what the compass is doing, but I'm going this way. And his hunch proved correct since he arrived at the village of his father-in-law in approximately about half what he judged to be about half an hour. But here's where it gets a little bit weird, is that Spencer was baffled when he noticed that the village clock tower um, showed two hours later than his watch. What? <laughs> Excuse me? Uh, everybody's, everybody's favorite abductee event. Missing time. Yeah, so this means that the hour walk turned into a three-hour walk. Pretty much. So is he sure he didn't get lost going to circle a couple times? Yeah, lean into the right or whatever you said, right? (laughs) A couple donies in the right? Well, he's just, he kind of realized he's like, well, I don't even remember walking that long. Like, Well, his watch, I think it's actually his watch and the the town clock were completely different. Right. It's it's the 80s. It's probably one of those shitty time maxes. (laughs) Forgot to twist it. So Spencer... Spencer knew something was weird. He knew something was strange and he knew he had caught something, at least when he got the the film developed, like he knew he had caught something strange on film. And he would end up reaching out to then uh, UFO investigator Peter Hauf? How? Huff? Huff? Question mark? Huff? I would say Huff. <laughs> uh, Peter Huff. And well, so, I used to uh, play hockey with a guy who was spelled similar, but with the G it was called Goff. So I'm going to say it's uh, Huff. I'm going to say Huff. Uh, <laughs> you know, him? yeah, I got success. <laughs> oh yeah, I golf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's very, it's a douchebag. Yeah, he's bad. He's, so, he's not so bad if you get to know him, but yeah, he comes off that way. He was pretty bad, and I got to know him a little bit. <laughs> Younger, hundred percent. Older, not as bad. I did. I'll, I'll say this: I did run into have a run into him once where he was fairly nice, but I was still. It was a five-minute encounter, so I won't judge his... Still bitter. Say he, yeah, I won't. I'm not going to say he totally changed his tune. I could tell so many stories. You'd be like, oh, my, this guy's the worst. <laughs> he worst. is. Uh, I could tell. I wasn't even his friend. <laughs> Anyways, after hours, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the the team kind of, they, they got together and they developed uh, multiple copies of the photos and they had them developed and they sent them to multiple experts for analysis. So they could the first person that they said they consulted with was a local wildlife photography expert who said that he could not identify the creature in the photo that Spencer had captured. <laughs> Should have uh, took no, it to a DBZ expert because that thing's totally a Cyberman. 
Hundred percent. That's exactly yeah. what it looks this like. This thing is not a zebra. I mean, I would say I would say no. <laughs> He's, he's um, like he's got the picture. He's walking around the zoo. He's like, no, 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 no. Well, it is green. Yeah, he's like, but I don't think it's a lizard. Yeah, he's like, mm, not an iguana. Doesn't look like it. Um, but a, another piece of information that they gleaned from these photos is they they were able to th- determine that, or well, they were unable to determine like whether this thing was moving or whether it was standing still. So this was kind of like it, it was kind of a. It, they thought maybe it like perhaps it'd be some type of a cutout. Like, you know, it could have been some type of a just shape, something put there or whatever, but they couldn't tell whether this thing was actually moving and that um, perhaps that's could account for like the strange shape of the body. Like you look at like the strange position, like maybe it was moving when, when it did this and it was just making, you know, it was in a strange position, but they couldn't tell. And, and the thing about this is, like, from the accounts of them reading them being like, "Yo, no, maybe it's a cutout. Maybe it's this. Like, it looks weird. Well, yeah, it looks weird. It's a fucking alien. Like, by yeah. description, <laughs> it's something not of this earth. So being like, well, you know, the, the, the arms are a little long for it doesn't really make sense. And, you know, it's kind of off standing a little bit and it looks a little weird. It's like, yeah, of course it looks fucking weird. It's a creature from that just by his account, just rocketed at light speed back to fucking space. Of course it looks weird. I, I, when when I'm reading these people trying to justify their, I'm like, why would it look anything like what we have on earth? We have no fucking idea. We don't even have the first inkling to understand the, and what's going on. If that's an actual and organic body, or if that's some sort of drone body or what's going on with that thing but for them to be like well you know it doesn't look it looks it looks weird so maybe it's a cutout i don't know it's like (laughs) hoo-ha hoo-ha so they did they did go on to manage to recreate the actual setting of the photo they returned to the the original spot where spencer had 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 his sighting and they kind of like set up the like a recreation and they were able to kind of confirm the height of the creature of being about four and a half feet tall just from the the photo and like where he was standing, his perspective. So the photo was was also sent to Kodak Laboratories in Hemel Hempstead. Here we and go. The, Here we and go. And so the analysis the analysis that Kodak got back to them with was confirmation that the creature was part of that photo. That it wasn't superimposed. Uh, I could have told them po- that in 1986. <laughs> the dumbest thing I ever heard. Well, I mean, one of the, they were just eliminating it's not the photoshopped. Possi- <laughs> well, they were saying they could possibly be a double exposure. Like yeah. you could have just like you could have put something over it and then whatever. But they they said no. Like it, from our analysis that we we given, it's this is something that is part of the photo. It wasn't Looks genuine. Layered on top of there, it wasn't. So it wasn't something like that. It yeah. is genuine photo. What single a single photo? Now the the photo so is an even, alien. Yeah, oh, well, I mean, confirmed. That's it. No. Kodak, <laughs> very trusted. Kodak, yeah, they photo, they gave they are, hey, Kodak supported the Nazis. They are photography. Right? We could experts. we could we could pull a, a list of a hundred companies that are still around today that probably support the Nazis. <laughs> uh, Hugo Boss. Um, Mercedes Benz. Yeah, if Dan BMW. had his way, big theory. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, so the photos even made it across the pond into the hands of one Dr. Bruce McAbee, who is an optical physicist uh, with the United States Navy. And so 
Optical it, physicist. Optical physicist. That's a hell of a title right there. Sounds fucking legit. And so he was able, with the aid of computer enhancement, to conclusively state that the slow film speed used for the low light conditions made the film too grainy for proper testing. Inconclusive. <laughs> Basically, haven't we talked? Hasn't, <laughs> haven't we had cases where Dr. Bruce Maccabees looked at photos before? I just, I, I have We may have. I, I felt like when I read that name, it was like I was trying to look up if we, if we had done other cases. But yeah, it's like he looks at it and he goes, you know, like with what he was using, and by all means, he was shooting in low light. So why, like, he was using what he should be using in those conditions, but it produced a grainy footage that he is just like, well, that's. He's like, this thing might as well be Bigfoot. <laughs> He's like, I haven't seen footage of shit since the Patterson Gimlin. Is this before Patterson Gimlin? Or when was Patterson Gimlin? 70s? Uh, yeah, yeah, so this is after. This is yeah. after. This is way after. Um, and so while all of this was happening, uh, while the photographs were being analyzed uh, by this collection of experts, Spencer began to report having some exceptionally vivid and strange dreams. And what? Dreams, you say? Mm -hmm. Okay. Take a short break. We got to consult with the dream. Got to consult with the dream police. So grab a beer, take a short break, and we will be right back. All right. We inquired with the dream police. The story will continue. They're not going to send out. They're not going to. They're not going to send out the SWAT team. No. Nope. Yeah. yeah. We're good. Uh, so um, Spencer started having these these strange and what he described as vivid dreams, like very strangely vivid dreams that he'd never really recalled ever having before. So it was decided, you know, and reoccurring, his, reoccurring, that's recurring a big dreams. Point. Yeah. Like um, and he was decided that the best way uh, to uh, to recover something that was going on or at least explore the experiences that he was having, these dreams that he was having, it, it was decided that Spencer would submit himself to hypnotic regression um, to try and perhaps either recover memories, perhaps that had something to do with UFO. I mean, this is 19, this is 1980s. So Betty and Barney Hill, um, you know, all of the UFO cases preceding this, like hypnotic, hypnotic regression, still the go-to. Like that was the, that was the thing. So, yep. I mean, missing time was already part of the, the case. So it, it's, I think at that point, it was pretty much just assumed that there were buried memories in there that needed to be brought to the surface. Yeah. Some <laughs> trauma that they needed to make him relive or <laughs> implant in his brain. One of the other. <laughs> one of the other. Um, so the session was conducted by one Dr. Jim Singleton uh, at Arthur Thomas. Dr. Singleton. Sprinkleton. <laughs> yeah. Dr. Sprinkleton. He, he right? lost his license over in the U.S. He came over to the U.K. Yeah, it's Dr. Sprinkleton. <laughs> uh, and uh, at Arthur Tomlinson, who is an associate of uh, of Huff, um, on March 16th, uh, 1988. So, like, it almost like, like, that's like a year? No. Like, uh, just a couple months. Maybe, like, what is that? March? December? January? February? March? Maybe a couple months after Wired's. So, um You've got them uh, putting Spencer under hypnosis. And when they put him in there, there's a couple of books that goes into it. I think at least one book uh, is penned by Huff um, about the experience that they had with uh, Spencer going into regressive hypnosis. And while he was under, like the transcripts that 
that pop up about his experiences. Like the story is com- almost, it is completely different. There is a whole section no, there that I, is I brought don't, into. I, I don't the story. like that at all because I, on all accounts, when it comes to the hip, like his uh, Philip Spencer's <clears throat> hypnotic regression, everything's like everything changed. His whole story changed. The account completely changed. I'm like, no, it didn't. It the this fills in this two hour gap that he originally <laughs> reported. He originally reported the beginning part of the story stays the same. The ending stays the same. <laughs> what changes is that we now know what happens in this two hour right. so, so this, yeah, is the cream, it, it, this is the fucking cream film. Yeah, yeah. basically before this before eggs. before we even knew Philip Spencer yada yada the whole <laughs> Good part of the story. He yada yada it. Right? Well, he couldn't remember it, so he couldn't. Yeah, yada, yada. He, he, he was like, he was yada, like, yada yada. I'm in the more. It's two hours later. <laughs> took off an. You can drop the yada yada, but, but you what don't about know the fucking moops reference? Like, what about the yada yada? <laughs> moops. Holy fuck. I don't know. It's moops. just yada yada. What is the yada yada? I don't. It's just yada yada. <laughs> Holy fuck. So, uh, so his his recovered memories go something like this. After first sighting the creature, he described being instantly paralyzed uh, and then being lifted off the ground as if by some unseen force. Uh, this The alien being actually took the lead and, and led Spencer's floating body behind it. At what is described as like, like a balloon on a string. So, oh, so he wasn't like giving him the double up. barrel. Wasn't give him the devil barrel, <laughs> or it might have. And while he was, I mean, maybe that's their pointer finger. I don't maybe know. They, they just maybe like, they implanted <laughs> that image so he didn't think anything of it. So like, oh, they obviously weren't interested in seeing me. But little did he know they abducted. Well, the double right. double barrel on the ET planet is just hello, and we've misunderstood. Yeah, maybe that. Yeah, that's true too. Well, it's like it's like the event kind of went before, even before the the creature was making the motions to him. Like this is this is like this according to that's what I mean. Spencer, like maybe like, the Maybe the image they implanted that to make it seem like, no, I ran into these weird things. They told me not to come near them. I didn't come near them. It is what it is. <laughs> uh, so uh, he was led into the craft that he remembers seeing from the moor uh, previously. And when he's put inside here, he says that he recalls like a voice speaking to him, whether this is telepathically or like actually audible. I, he's not quite sure. He's under hypnotic regression. But he knows that this voice is telling him or advising him to remain calm, like not, not to worry, you know. And so uh, as this voice is comforting him and trying to keep him calm, more green men appeared and seemingly started to perform what he assumes were some type of medical experiments on his body. Like during his experience and during the transcripts, like he's talking about them. Like it's, he doesn't, he doesn't describe specifically what they're doing to him, but he does have a, a, he does have a feeling um, he doesn't uh, specifically uh, like say, stuff going into his nose and mouth and something happening. Like, he doesn't specifically really say probing. He thinks it probably happened. <laughs> um, and so uh, along after this, they, they, they perform some type of examination on him. He doesn't go into great detail about what happened to him. Because again, it's like, this is regressive hypnosis. So it's not 100% accurate. Like he's, they're pulling up stuff that happened. Um, you know, traumatic uh, shit. 
traumatic shit that aliens <laughs> might have suppressed might with have some foreign technology. Right. And, uh, but he does remember, you know, bits and pieces. So after this examination happened, Spencer uh, describes being given <laughs> a, a kind of tour of the that. ship. I love that. He's toying along the ship, paralyzed. They do these intrusive tests on him. And they're like, all right. Well, yeah, here, well, no, how about this? Up. How about this? How about this? Well, maybe they, the test. maybe, the, maybe what they did is they brought him in, and in order to acclimate him to the atmosphere on, on oh. side the ship, they put something inside his mouth and okay. nose in order okay. to allow him to breathe in their atmosphere. How about oh, that? Oh, that's does that a sound good, cool? yeah, I like, I like that, that does sound cool. I like that a lot. <laughs> Way better than uh, the moops. It's the, it's the fucking Futurama thing. You swallow the shell. And, like, um, uh, so now he's given a tour of the ship and the extraterrestrials seem to be pretty friendly with him. And like he's they're taking him along these corridors, which seem to be internally lit, which we've heard about before in other experiences, other hypnotic regression sessions um, with other abductees talking about how these corridors seem to have like a light of their own. Like the light is not necessarily coming from any direct source, like a, a certain source, like light bulbs or something. It's just everything is lit, like has its own light. And with the, with the corridors being illuminated in this way, he's able to get a good look at these creatures uh, and being able to better describe them than what he saw out there on the moor. So he describes them as having these these V-shaped feet. So having feet with like that shot out into two. Uh, ninja some turtle feet. Ninja, yeah. tur like ninja turtle feet. Mm, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I guess, yeah. Uh, you could probably say ninja turtle feet, probably be an accurate way to describe it. Um, and then they, he, he remarks them having these exceptionally large three-fingered hands. Like, I mean, you can kind of see them in the picture if, if that's what that is. Yeah, I, like, you can I, see I, the hands are part, like disproportionately large. To their, I don't know to why they spend so much fucking time in this part of the hypnotic regression being like, he then described them. I was like, <laughs> well, he also took a fucking picture that looks exactly what he's describing. And it's a picture we can all see. He's not <laughs> describing anything that you all, everyone here can't just look at the picture and go, yeah, Andrew said it before. Looking at the picture, he goes, looks like they have Ninja Turtle feet. What does he describe? Ninja Turtle feet. <laughs> they got long arms. We already described. We literally described. Oh, it had almond eyes. And the big right hand. There's a picture. This is none of this is remarkable in the hypnotic regression. I mean, but he was able to just he was able to describe them in greater detail. So it's like he's actually able to see them instead not of the great info. Really though, not really. <laughs> not too. No, nah, not too different. Well, it's like he was able to confirm pretty much like at least like from the picture, you can't really tell if it has a mouth or not. But this in the in the okay. memory, he was able to describe yes. that they had at, at least, least some type of slit, slit for a yeah. mouth. There was something there, but okay. there was and there was no now nose we're talking, to really. Philip. At least it, it matches the fucking picture. Right. So the description, right. yeah, the description matches pretty much like what the picture is like and what you can kind of see outlined in that photo. So it kind of backs it up, I suppose. Now, um, uh, the, the final part of the experience that Spencer describes, or one of the final parts, probably the most impactful part, is Spencer describes being taken to a room where he was seated and made to watch what he describes are moving pictures, or like a movie of some type, or something. <laughs> this is like the 87 some type of yeah. fucking VHS. <laughs> yeah, like, relax. They, they wheel the cart in, and he's like, oh, oh yes. <laughs> oh, it's movie day. Yeah. And, and so, under hypnosis, Spencer recalled watching two 
films or something or sequence of images, sequences of images that the these aliens were showing him. And the first one, um, he said it was a, a, either a set or series of images uh, relating to pollution, starvation, nuclear war, all of the general <laughs> stuff that you see. Reminds like, me uh, of that uh, fucking video that Gabe makes everybody in the office watch on Halloween. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. okay. Well, it's, I, it's it sounds very much like the abyss, like when they what they show fucking Ed Harris in the abyss, like the video of like you know humans. Basically, the 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 whole the concept of like humans are ruining this world uh, with war, with uh, famine. With and this all of these this trope's been done before in in other lots of pop culture stuff and other. We've heard this, you know, similar events in other UFO cases where they yep. you know say that we're, we've only we're, seen it. We've only seen it done right once, and I don't understand why these aliens haven't caught on yet. It's fucking simple. You keep warning these random Joes and nothing gets done. The recipe for saving the world is already out there. You got to find five kids, preferably mixed-raced, fucking for all different ethnicities. Got to get them rings. Yep. Right? You got to earth, wind, fire, water, all that shit. And they're going to summon Captain Planet and your problem's fucking solved. Yes, you give you give <laughs> rings that are able to control the primal elements of yeah. the, the, the world. And it fucking works. Pretty much godlike powers to teenagers, hormonal yeah, teenagers. If it's, it's the best if idea. It's not, if it's That's not broke, don't idea. fix it. Why are we trying, why trying to reinvent the wheel here? <laughs> why are we fucking telling old fucking Allowing Billy Bob, them your to... ex-cop and the fucking moops? <laughs> Waste of time. Uh, and I, didn't, but, I knew what you were talking about. I didn't know you were talking about the. I thought you were making some sort of UK joke. I didn't know you were talking about the invaders of Spain in the eighth century. I right, googled it, eh? No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is Moops? Is this a, is this a Seinf- That's like the best. That is, is this a Seinfeld top three joke? episodes of Seinfeld. It's a Seinfeld no, joke, it's not, right? top, it's not top three. Bubble Boy's not top three for you? No, no. Oh wow. Okay. <laughs> Soup Nazi. <laughs> Uh, Super Nazi is up there. I mean, that's pretty. I can't believe Bubble Boy's not. We'll get into it after. (laughs) Um, Whole other podcast. So Spencer is shown two films. He watches the first one. And the second one, when he's asked about the details for that one under hypnosis, Spencer simply said that he could not tell anyone since it was not meant for them to know. Is what he's kind of quoted as saying. <laughs> no, I'm not yeah. telling. You can't tell um, anyone. Well, it's because yeah, yeah. it was a film of what they did to him. All the yeah. weird shit to his mouth. They're, they're like, you tell, it, you tell <laughs> anyone you about watch. this. You tell anyone about this. We'll release this one yeah, on something like, called <laughs> the internet coming up pretty quick here. <laughs> uh so uh, from this thing, uh, a lot of people will go ahead and say that the Ilkley Moore is one of the most, uh, that photo at least, it probably should be at least, one of the most famous photos and is probably most of the definitive proof that extraterrestrials have visited this planet. That it is something that is, it's never been, it's never been sufficiently disproved. It's never no. been, nobody's picked up on it and been like, this is a hoax. Um, there was a lot of kind of, hoopla about it in the local newspapers and some kind of went on to like jokingly say that, you know, I think one of them said something about it. it's a, uh, it's like a, it's a lawyer on a bike with like a blue briefcase, like falling over, like on the, on the side of the path or something like that. But I mean, there were explanations like we mentioned before, you know, possible, you know, it's a cardboard cutout or it's a kid, it's a kid in a, in a, in a rain jacket or something like that's yeah, what but, the kind of then, explanations. But, but then game. if it's, if that's the explanation, then it's like, because he had the compass and, you know, you, you can, you can, I guess there's experience, like 
things you can do to a compass to make it do that, to you reverse the polarity of the compass. Magnetize it, right? Right. It? So it's like, it's, he, they say he could have done these things, but then it's like, if in my head, if I'm going, okay, let's for a second think that Philip Spencer's a hoax here. Philip Spencer made this elaborate cutout that he wanted to post up there. He, he, he kind of leans it on the rock because some people's biggest things are, they said, well, it's leaning weird. It's definitely so, leaning weird. It's, doing I, the I would, it's, here, it's, it's looking weird, but we don't know what the ground, we don't know what the footing's like. So I'll just leave it at that. But let's say he, he leans it up there. He goes back, he snaps his photo. He fucks up his own, you know, at home before he left, he fucked up his own, uh, compass. He's then just, chilling in the in the mess right he's like okay well i just gotta sit here for two hours because uh you know i gotta show up my dad's to perpetuate this house you sit there he gets rid of the cardboard cutout however he does that he shows up wow what do you mean whoa, last two hours and they watch is whoa what's going on he then perpetuates his hoax um he goes into agrees to do hypnotic regression and stuff he, you know, recalls these things. He doesn't give them too much more than his already story. He consistently always sticks to his story, right? Oh, he always says his story. It's not like this guy goes out, Philip Spencer, and he starts running the circuit, starts really getting out there, making a ton of money from this. Philip no. Spencer just says this because he's like, this is, this was un unbelievable. And I feel the need to share my story. He doesn't profit from this at all. In fact, Phil Spencer isn't even this motherfucker's real name. It's a pseudonym. We don't even know what his real name is because he preferred to be a private citizen. He doesn't. He doesn't want the any of the like infamy or fame that goes along with it. Doesn't make. He just money. wanted to share his um, tale. So, what's the point of a hoax if you're not going to like? For me, it's like usually the hoaxes are done to cash in on some on something, right? Like cash in on money, cash in on some notoriety. They're premeditated to, for profit. Yes. Maybe maybe he wasn't the one doing the hoax. Maybe somebody hoaxed him. And put up like a creepy fucking green thing in the moops. Yeah, but then he then he takes the pictures, then he he fucks up his own compass. You know what I mean? Like it to me, the, the I think this is a genuine photo of uh, of an extraterrestrial, and I believe that Philip Spencer had a genuine experience because of that. He doesn't; he's not a person that's going out there. And, and you know, it's like I would like to think that some policemen, you know, especially back then, well, maybe they're worse back then. I don't know, but you know, he. How old was he when he when he had this encounter? Well, he's re know? he retired, so he's so I'm at that well fifties. Wonder why 50s, did 60s. why did he? Yeah, you're why did he retire? Maybe, right? Why did but he retire? He, but if you're saying like That's he's asking, a shady, right? Like maybe, maybe, maybe he was maybe what you know forced into retirement. Okay, maybe he was retirement. shady. Let's say he was a shady cop, right? And <laughs> he got kicked off the force. So he's a shady guy. He's on the take. But here's the thing: <laughs> I'm gonna hoax you a you, you, alien <laughs> yeah. encounter, and then yeah. not do anything with it. Me, shady cop here, who's well, on the maybe take. Maybe he was. Maybe he was kind of hoping that this blurry photo photo would kind of take on like you know the Gim Patterson Gimlin, but it did, right? Not really, right? It's it's how still many people have heard of this before this case? Listen, popped? this motherfucker right now. I'll tell you, he could be showing up at every convention with you. Tell me with these photos, signing them. It could be fifty bucks a pop. Yeah, but it never got as popular as Patterson Gilman did, right? Like that was huge, and that would people thought for a while that that was legitimate fucking evidence of Bigfoot. Yeah, but as opposed to on the counter argument, this guy actually had a photograph where other people like Walton 
tours. They don't oh, have any they have evidence. No, they have no evidence. No yeah. evidence besides yeah. the story. At least this guy. What about that guy that fucking, I could go to the desert for fucking, you know, six payments of forty nine ninety five and see a fucking UFO for, for sure. Have you, guaranteed. Have you ever seen from his encounters? You can't. You got to sign the non-disclosure. Yeah, that's what I mean. It. So as, uh, as Braden's point is, like, as a hoaxer, this guy's not checking all the boxes of uh, pulling off the hoax, making a profit, writing a book, doing the TV circuit, the radio the radio. Well, that's what I'm saying is maybe it just didn't get as popular as he hoped. And it's kind of like, well, well, that is what it is. But it had all the makings of it. He, if he wanted to push it, he, he could have. But it did, it did get, like, it did get wide release though, didn't it? Yes. That's why we're talking it got about. Some, like, it, it got some exposure in like the local media. It just like, didn't it did. get popular. It didn't get picked up by papers. Didn't, you know, like maybe but that's, that's why. also it's, because he went, I don't want to, like, it's there. Here you go. Oh, it definitely got picked my up by name. papers. It, it's, it's, Transatlantic, like we got in the UK and then over in the States, it's been people. A uh, blue book didn't end up investigating the case, I don't think. No, but they, this is in the UK. They did, yeah, they did. Like, it's, yeah, it's, it may be a blue case, book had already shut down. It's 87, right? It's a, it's yeah. a case a case of interest, but it was never really. It was, right. yeah, it, yeah, I just, I don't know. This is the first time that I've <laughs> ever heard of this. Uh, it's probably the first the time you've heard that, of a lot of them, though. <laughs> the things that no, my not, but something with actual evidence, though, like this is fuck, that's pretty big, yeah, right? It's like yeah. an, an actual, actual photo, photo, like an actual photo. Yeah. It says, like, and that's what I'm saying. Like, I, you would think that this would be like when people are saying there are fucking extraterrestrials that have visited Earth. Here's our fucking evidence. This is a picture. That's why I'm saying I'm not surprised. Did you look at the picture, though? Did I look at the picture? Yeah, yeah it looks just like every other blurry fucking that's picture. What I mean, it's so blurry, so it's else. hard to tell. It's like a. But it's but it's still. So how here, the pictures do we have of of aliens on? Earth? We got one right here. Right that's there. what I'm saying. Like that's why I feel like the people would be banging the table, being like, "This is our evidence. This is what we have. This is real." I'm banging the table right, right we now. Got a, we got a table banger right here. Yeah, apparently. Right, I would do it, but Mad it's in the fucking my recording going up in here. Yeah, I'm, 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 Zell, I'm just Zell, Zell, add I'm, some table banging right now. <laughs> I'm post. just asking questions, boys. That's Supreme Foley um, work. Thank you. It, it, my thing is, it just. Uh, to just claim this as a hoax, it doesn't. Though I would say the only suspicious thing that pops up for me is that you know I I just go why why Philip Spencer why this guy and then I go what was the what was the second video like why can't you tell us what what was what was on there that you don't want to share to me my brain because I'm like go to I'm a, he just didn't have a good enough lie made up. That's what I think. But like everything else, I go, well, it just doesn't make sense that you would do this for nothing. Yeah, but why be, even mention a second video? Why right? even tell you anyone just then? Said, yeah, you could have just Why even tell anyone one. if you're like, this yeah, is- I yeah, agree. Right? It's, a, it's like, it doesn't make sense. I'm like, it for you to do this, to me, what I think is this was someone who was like, well, this is life-changing and I feel the need to share it and that's it. I, I just want to share it with, here. here's my story. Here's my count. Here's the photo. Have it. Look at it. You know, he did all the thing. All the experts came back and were like, "Well, it's fucking legit. It's not it, whatever that is." is well, in it's the legitimately photo. something. Yeah, we don't know what it is, right? It's it's this is something in that photo. We don't know what it is, right? And you can superimpose it and do everything, and you know, add green tinge and stuff. You know, whether or not that's exactly what it looks like or not, but it it's still. He then just was like, walks away. Like he doesn't give his real name. That's it. Like you want to try to hunt this guy down. You're going to have to do some real work because he doesn't want to be found. 
This is yeah, true. It's a, like, uh, when I first saw the images and I was going through uh, researching for this case, like the first things that popped in my mind were like, there are two, two separate encounters that really like, uh, that, that reminded me of that, that same kind of shaped creature. So you had like Kelly Hopkinsville encounter that you had, everybody oh, remembers the terrifying. The little Terrifying. green men, the little gremlins, like those little guys, which had very similar features, like very similar, except for except for the bat ears, like the kind of the, the elongated ears off the back. That was something that was kind of weird. But yeah, I could also life. say perhaps those are some kind of like, I don't know, like I would say like maybe there's some type of flight mechanism because they describe them kind of like floating in the air, whereas these ones were kind of shuffling around. Uh, but their their limbs and stuff were the same. Like they like they had the long arms, they had the short legs, um, the ears, it, like the tiny feet, like it's the weird looking feet and the the eyes and things like that. And then there was another one called the Dover Demon, which happened in in like Dover, Massachusetts, which is another like strange uh, encounter that was seen by a couple of witnesses. And um, this one was being that it it. It, like it had the very strange shuffling gait that I feel like this this same creature would have. Like you have a creature that's got the long arms, and it doesn't seem like bipedal locomotion is its primary like move. Like it's still got these. Like he was saying that uh, Spencer described these like the the green aliens, like the way that they're they're kind of uh, like their locomotion was like shuffling. It wasn't like they were walking; they were kind of like shuffling, like they weren't kind of used to walking or something like that. So. Um, that's what these two kind of reminded me of. Like seeing that picture is like those are the first two things that kind of popped in my mind. It's like it's it, they are similar to other encounters that people have had before. Um, whether these are some kinds of variations on the species, or they're maybe like mm. we said, they're drones and they're suited for different tasks. It doesn't. I'm not really sure, and, but um, it's it's something. It could be something like that. And on the point of like you know, because it's brought up in things of people like, well, why this guy? Why give the message this? Day? Andrew, you said it like, why? Why aren't we getting five? You know, biracial aliens. No, I was together? I was just trying to be funny because you know, all these abduction cases we talk about, and anybody that has any experience, they're always fucking nobodies. Yeah, they're all just random people. So that yeah, I was just making a joke. It's, maybe it's one of those things where it's like you know we've you know we've said maybe it's just random. It's like because you're just they're coming to Earth. It's, you know, it's just the people in the more isolated areas are likely to be taken than someone in like LA because there's so many people. But the other thing that I thought of when I was looking at this and thinking about that, because a couple of articles mentioned that is I think we've touched on it before, but maybe it's like strategic placing of these messages mm. where they're, they're, they're not, it's not that he needs the message. Philip Spencer perhaps doesn't need the message, but by getting Philip Spencer, if they're coming say back in time, they're like, this is going to telephone to get the information in the right places we need it, right? Like maybe maybe even we're a cog in this like grand plan of, of Philip Spencer's case that we tell someone and, you know, they hear about it, they research it, you know what I mean? It, it, it kind of spreads like that more naturally. Where say if they were like, if they were like, Andrew, we want you to get the information. Well, if they pick Andrew up, you know, Andrew turns into a, a, a fucking crazy mess and it's like, ah, it's nothing. So it's like we shoot it back, shoot the message far enough back that hopefully this like it just gets out there and changes the minds of uh, people before whatever date they were trying to prevent. That's kind of what I was thinking of. Okay. <laughs> trying to prevent the date. Well, like, like a, a pot, like, a, you know, if they're saying like Earth's going to be destroyed by humans, maybe they're trying to maybe there's a date 2028 where we 
Judgment Day. Judgment Day, right? <laughs> and they're like, they're they're just throwing these, casting the stones of the river of time, trying to like, just kind of shift it away from that. Like, they're like, if we don't do something, 2028, that's, they're done. Oh, so just, right? so, just informing him, even though he doesn't want to tell anyone because it's not for them. Just you know, He might him. be the John Connor of our time. We don't know. Right? But you start doing that all over the place, right? Taking a couple people and you're like, all right. It's changing the tell timeline. them, tell them, tell them, and then it's it that information just slowly spreads through society, right? We're we're definitely seeing a greener uh, culture shift, right? Uh, maybe that's more, what I, maybe more recognized to the visited Greta Thunberg. Yeah, well, she's an alien. Our society is more like we recognize the war machine more so now than you know people did back for years. Just like, yeah, we've, we got to do it, but now we recognize they're like that's a business that that. They want us in war all the time because it's a business. Like we, we're starting to recognize these things. So it's like, you know, maybe that first stone of, you know, the first domino was picking up Philip Spencer and, and giving him this message. I like that theory. And why not just like, because what do they tell him? Like, if you tell anyone that we told you this, then it's not going to work. Well, maybe that's, maybe something. Well, that kind of contradicts the theory. Right, because you wanted to spread like a telephone game. But maybe, but maybe the second video is like some fucking think about it as Doctor Strange stuff, right? Where it's like he can't tell Tony what's going to happen because Tony might not do it, right? Like to save, you know, do the snap. That's the one way that works. So they, they, he shows them, and he, and they're like, you can't say it because if you tell people, this outcome might not happen. But like, I know they're concerned of, I'm assuming, mass hysteria, but like, I feel like they could just tell everybody. Well, but here's the thing. Let's maybe, make a real impact here and get, just make sure everybody finds out. Let's get even a little crazier. Maybe on like a multiversal level where there's infinite possibilities, infinite realities, maybe creatures like this meddle in various forms, right? So maybe, rogue. yeah. So maybe, you know, in another multiverse, they're like, let's see what happens if we just tell them. Every and they're like, Ooh, that didn't work. That didn't work out. Uh, in this one, <laughs> yeah. let's just tell a couple people and see if that works. And this one, we'll do this. Like, if they're removed from time, you know what I mean? And they're just watching our progression, like in a linear, like a movie, right? And they're just stepping in and, and changing certain things. And they can do that in, you know, in infinite v variations to try to see if they can change an outcome. Maybe they're meddling like that. Little pranksters, ET pranksters. Yeah. Well, I don't know, maybe. Playing in the river of time. Yeah. Just casting stones in there. See what happens. And they fuck it up and they have the... Like, not. Nah. Yeah, it's Next like, one. Ah, <laughs> next one. Try again. It's like Rick Sanchez. Same thing. He just fucks up so many realities and just yeah. transfers back to his own. Yeah, I don't know. It's really cool. I mean, having a picture of an alien. At least there's a picture. Like, with so many cases, there is no... Like Nothing. just looking at this thing, yeah, that's not a bush. It's not like you look at them like that looks like a little creature. Like even even if it is a even if it's a cardboard cutout, you're like, dude, could you not make a better cardboard cutout? Because that one looks fucking well. It stupid. doesn't look like a cardboard cutout <laughs> to me. It looks almost like a stuffed animal being propped up. Like I feel like it's like weekend at Bernie's, but they edited the two dudes holding them up. <laughs> right? Like he's like slumped over. You know, like it's like oh yeah, it's all like leaned over. It literally looks like, like like a, a ventriloquist yeah. dummy or something that's just being left like that. Like, so that's strange. what I see when I looked at that. 
And like it looks limp, looks lifeless. It looks goofy. Yeah, it's like leaning on that rock or whatever, and it's just yeah. like yeah. But I mean, it's it's definitely cool. I, have no I mean, idea. at least we like we like Zell said. It's it's you have photographic evidence of something happening, whether it's a hoax or not. It's just it's just we have like we have a picture, and that's kind of neat. Like that's part, this case that definitely sets this case apart from a lot of other ones that we do, where all you have I, is just like firsthand accounts. And have we it. ever talked about an alien where we've actually got a picture of it? That's like we've seen crafts, but not an actual like no. being on like an actual on yeah like, like an actual photo yeah. of a creature. Like, that's no. why I'm surprised that this is the first time I've seen it. And I th- I I honestly I think I think the reason this one doesn't get as widespread or as in as big is because this guy just told the story and then kind of dropped dropped off. Like he's just like yeah. I don't, I don't really want I'm yeah. private. There's guy. only like there's one I think there's like one book authored by Hoth and like it's just like it's not even you can only find it on paperback. Like <laughs> you have to order it on paperback to get it. Um, but it's like, yeah, it's just one of those encounters that gets like buried in time and the guy didn't follow up on it. He didn't, you know, cash in on it is, is from what, from what we can tell. And, you know, it's just, it's just all you but have we'll is cash this one. in on it. Head to ATT merch store <laughs> to get your ill clean more shirt. Uh, September yeah. merch coming up. Yeah. yeah. Can you get that shirt with us holding them up like weekend at Bernie's? Yeah, probably. We should have one, yeah. yeah, I could <laughs> yeah. probably make us all greeny like that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah it's uh, I, again like I I found this case fascinating just by the fact that you had an actual photo of what seems to be an alien again. It's not. It's something that's part of the the photo itself, and you know, pho- photography experts can't it, suss it out. Like they don't this, know what it this is. Has, like we're gonna say it can never be proven, but it's never been disproven. Disproven. <laughs> so we don't know for sure. Like what still that thing mystery. Is. The photo yeah. lingers. It looks and like it's an like, alien. And then that thing, it might look weird because, like we said, like it could have been moving at the time. Like it could have been, it could have been in motion, and then that's just what that because that that type of film was like it's for low light exposure, so it's supposed to like take in light like slower or whatever. Yeah. So it could actually be moving. Like it could it it's something like that. And that's what makes it look a little bit awkward. Yeah, like, like the but yeah, maybe. So it might have been something like that. And that's what just and it's that's why you can't really make out a lot. Because it of does it, it does seem like it has numerous eyes, like bug eyes almost. If you I, I mean you wouldn't if you were to take a picture of any but a person, like it would have looked weird like Shitty. with that thing. But um, Not that it much. is, there is something there, definitely, yeah, definitely, which is, and like they said, they recreated the photo and it was, or they recreated like the perspective from where he took the photo. It's something four and a half feet tall. If it is a kid or something like that, like, where would you find a kid in the middle of why, the fucking, yeah, why yeah. is he in the moor? Where, where you find a kid in the middle of the fucking moors? Like, where are you, are you, a, did you bring your it's kids? A, <laughs> it's a fey folk. Like, yeah, and that's also a thing that was bouncing around my head too. It's like, yeah, you know, you hear stories of fey folk like taking humans and sometimes and, you know, either tricksters and and pulling them into the fey world and, the, you know, time moves differently there. Maybe this is, you know, part of that or um, uh, this is a certain iteration of the, the fey folk. Fey folk are extraterrestrials and they're, you know, this is, it's not that they're pulling you into to to uh Tuatha de Danan or whatever and you know, to what actually <laughs> Tuatha de Danan I, I that's yeah. those are people not not a place oh yeah um so like, there you go if you don't like the pronunciation of that fuck you yeah. <laughs> 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 
yeah, if you don't like the pronunciation, go back and write rewrite ancient Celtic into like current day English pronunciation. Thank we take you. things literal um, around here. So if you don't God have it written right, it. use the universal phonetic alphabet if you want me to pronounce it correctly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's like um, it, it could be. So it could be something like that, you know, and we'll probably dig into Fay Folk at some point. That's a it, lot of stuff. Yeah, this this um, is an amazing case file though because of the picture, the photo, the, the picture. picture. I like I do like I I like the original photo, and it's like I hate when people like the enhancement stuff like that just drives me nuts. Like Dude, I don't. There's the original photo is good enough. You don't have yeah, to try. I to, don't need the contrast space all it, that stuff. space like, it up and add yeah. green into it. I'm like, just leave it. Yeah. You can see that there is something there. Yeah. Could be like moving its head side to side. Like could be anything. It's, yeah. it, I mean, yeah. Just keep it. Put it away. It's creeping me out. Well, it could. It could, it could be shaking its head. Right. And that's why it kind of looks blurry because it's saying like, no, don't go there. Right. Because like he yeah. said, it seemed like to be telling him to stay away. So maybe it was like you know shaking his arm, going like, no, 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 no. Right. Yeah. Anyways, or it was like giving the double barrel. Yeah, un un unclear of the exact. Arm movements of the ET pick and the picture. more, don't go on the moon. It's fucking more. Don't do it. I said it before. I, I said it at the beginning of the episode. I don't want to go to the moors, and I've never been to the moors. I don't want to go to the moors, especially in the early morning when the fog <laughs> is thick and you can't see your face. Your you hand in front of your face. Choke. That's fucking creepy, man. Mm, it's cool. No. Go look it up. Hashtag look it's it up. Reason that like, they say they're haunted. Yeah, check out our socials for the picture and we'll have it on there uh, when this releases. All right, who do we got this right of the week? There of the week. Bah, 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 bah. We got a two-parter this week. I'll do the first one. Our first one is going to be Sean Young Wolf Duffy Boom. rocking his ATT NWO shirt in front of King Arthur statue in yeah, England. That's a cool statue. Fitting, Super cool. Fitting for the episode as well. Once and future yeah. king. <laughs> uh, and the second one is going to be uh, Ansley Hadley. Uh, was on a massive road trip for a honeymoon. Uh, had a swing by Skin Rocker Ranch and was rocking our uh, Skin Rocker ATT. Skin Rocker. ATT Yeti Chill Shirt. Nice. At Skinwalker Ranch, which was uh, very cool. So did they get data? Two, did they get data? From we're splitting yeah, this. Did you get any, Ansley? Did you get any data? Well, you're there. Data? No data. <laughs> uh, you two are the theorites of the week. Thank you for sending those. You, you got our merch. You're going to some place cool. Wear our shirt. Send it to us. It's pretty cool. Yeah, uh, it's cool that you're going to a certain cool place, but it'd be way cooler if you were wearing one of our shirts. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. A lot cooler if you did. <laughs> uh, and just wanted to do a quick, quick uh, little special shout out. We have a friend of a friend of a who friend. is top level clearance. Top can't of even the top. Say, can't even say their name. Best of the best of the best, sir. By far. Yeah. Uh, can't even say their name. Can't uh, do it. But we will say we got your package. Uh, we appreciate it. We we strive <laughs> on sexy. this show. We yeah we got your package and we yes. strive we strive on this show to make your anus great again. Um, you'll know who you are when you hear we have, that. We're ma we're making it our mission. <laughs> yeah, we're making it our mission. Um, one listener at a time. Hell yeah! Uh, so hey, to the special uh, friend of a friend of ours, big thank you. 
And uh, maybe there's a little package coming out your way pretty quick here. No guarantees, but maybe. No guarantees. We got we, <laughs> if we can get an address or something for yeah, the. Yeah, if we can find them where 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 they live. Well, that in the silo, we'll we'll get it there. But thank you, thanks for supporting the show. Don't tell me they live on Uranus. <laughs> hey. We need a mailing address for Uranus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll get a package straight to Uranus. Yeah. Yeah, they sent us a little Uranus care package with a hat. I'm wearing my Mugga hat. Uh, they sent us some fudge from Uranus. A mm. uh, bunch of stuff, but... Hell yeah. Oscar music's playing. All right, and if you're not supporting the show, you know what to do by now. Go to alientheorist.com, hit support, skip the ads, get access to the Discord, the 600 and whatever episode Woo! of bonus so stuff. So much bonus stuff. Listen, it's five bucks. You get all that stuff. It's so easy. Everything. It's five bucks. It's five, so much. And five dollars. And you get access to a Patreon exclusive merch variant, which is a shirt that's just for you guys at cost to us. Zero dollars to us. Zero dollars. So zero dollars at cost. That's Good what you're for. This week's new awesome. supporters. We got Jacob Bowden. Jimbo Slice. Jimbo Slice. Matt Braggadocious. Mm. Amazing. Cody Brown. Deacon Cider. Bryce McWilliams. Deacon Cider. Deacon Cider. Beautiful. Bryce McWilliams and Matt. Thank you very much for supporting the show. And as we always say at the end of these things, keep those eyes on the skies. See you in the after hours. Peace.